just two local guys with so much to say. So listen to the real estate brothers today. Aloha, everybody. This is the February 2022 monthly market update. We are officially into the first month of the year. And uh, today we're going to be talking about some January 2022 statistics in Hawaii. What's new for 2022? It's going to scare us all with the latest scam that's been going on and project deadlines and other news that's going to be impacting us. If you guys haven't yet, join on live and feel free to put in comments. We'll try and get to that here in a bit. But here we go. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Like Lane said, we're in episode 48, which means we've done this for four years, Lane. It's like our four-year anniversary, right? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. crazy, man. Thank you for that. If you guys don't know me right now, my name is Dean Ueda. Former CPA, I used to work for a big five firm. Then I went into real estate investing and real estate sales. You can find me at youtube.com forward slash real estate of Hawaii. But last month we spoke about February 1st was the Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year. Sometimes people call it in Hawaii. I don't know if that's PC these days. But today, February 3rd is actually Setsubun celebrated in Japan. Loosely translated, it's a bean-throwing festival. And what it represents a new start because it's the last day before the beginning of spring. And so the point of Setsubun is to scare away evil spirits. Supposedly, these evil spirits, as you can see in the picture, they're, they're frightening. There's one a spirit holding a baby and the baby's freaking out. But so apparently, they're afraid of beans and not just any beans. They're afraid of roasted soybeans for some reason, edamame kind of stuff. But uh, so Setsubun stands for, is uh, directly translated to seasonal division. And so the way this festival is celebrated, the way you're supposed to scare away these oni or these, these spirits is you're supposed to get the soybeans and you actually throw them. If you're in your house, you, you go outside and you throw them and you chant oni ni soto fuku ni... The words, but you're saying spirits go out, good luck come in, and so that's a little culture for everybody today. Proceeds <laughs> taking a shot, whiskey, or so funny that you bring that up because uh, so I just got involved on the board of this this sake group, and they're involved in running the Joy of Sake. I don't know if you heard that they run it uh, annual event in Hawaii as well as I think it's London, New York and Paris, I think. So anyway, one of the f traditional f festivities that we like to celebrate is Setsubun. So we would go to the Midpack Country Club every February and we celebrate and have, you know, nice dinner and drink wonderful sake. And we'd do this bean throwing festival, but we'd be doing it when everyone has a lot of sake to drink already and me being the newbie to the group they'd say okay here dean put on this uh spirit mask this oni mask so yeah, i put on that mask and i hold a club that picture down in the bottom left and i'd stand with a bunch of other volunteers and everyone would go around and whip the beans at the, the oni and me included and they're all liquored up so then some guys start whipping it really hard and it feels babies almost so it's a tough 
job to do, but somebody's got to do it, right? There is alcohol in- involved with some of these uh, Setsubun festivals. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Okay, so jumping into what hopefully people are come here to hear, which is the Hawaii statistics. This is for January 2022. Again, this information comes out usually the 6th of the following month. So you'll hear this a few days from now. And these numbers are probably going to be slightly different, but pretty darn close. And basically what I'm here to tell you is that we're going to break another record. And that record is going to be for single family median homes. It's going to be seven, uh, 1,072,500 and uh, for January median single family price. And the previous high was 1,050,000. So not much over, but still uh, a record. Condo townhouses are also close to the record high at 500,000. And that's compared to prior year. You see it's a 22% increase for single family and about a 12% increase for condo townhouses. So not, this is not new news. I feel every month we're talking about this lane, it's, oh, was the record broken or not? And the interesting thing too is that you're talking about I'm sure everyone knows about the three impending interest rate hikes and the monetary policy that's um, going to create a whole bunch of uh, large corrections, maybe. But anyway. Did they say it was going to be three or? They said, yeah, they said Mar- March is going to be the first one, they said. And um, I have a slide, a couple a couple slides away that talks about how. Okay, we'll get there. Again, one of the root causes for this is the month supply of inventory also going down. So also for single family homes, single uh, month supply of inventory is not even uh, one month. So if we were to have no more houses come on market today, we'd run out of supply in a month. Condo townhouses, one and a half months we'd run out of inventory. So we are really in short supply and that's what's causing these records. If, if your realtor is taking more than 45 days to sell your house, you probably need a realtor she called to you. And if... I think the number is probably less than that. Buyers look online and they, they see if it's more than like 20 days, uh, maybe 30. And they're like, so the question is, yeah, probably you got sold. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> not doing their job. And it's really rough being a buyer, man. It's, so here's what I was talking about. Lane, I know we don't like to talk about stocks, but, and I don't follow them. I haven't been for a while. This one popped up, I think, when I opened up Google or something and it's just, all about that doom and gloom sometimes, right? Now we have stocks fall and, and as Meta plummets 26% and that, that was big. This was today. And then the second one I decided to look up and I wanted to look up is the inflation rates because you're talking about uh, super high inflation. And I know, Lane, we like to see inflation for rent is uh, going up really high, right? That That's always fun to see. So here, inflation accelerated, however, for shelter, 4%. 4.1 versus 3.8%. And we have amazing new vehicles up 12, you know, 12% inflation. Used vehicles, 37%. If that's not hyperinflation, I don't want to say. I just sold my my forerunner, my used forerunner, and I think I, for a little bit, <laughs> you have yeah. those chip issues too. And I know you got a new vehicle too, huh, Lane? I bought an Escalade, I think for 45, like a year ago, and I sold it for more than I bought it. So that's six months awesome. or whatever, but that's inflation for you. So yeah, you're well, there sitting there for more than a couple hundred thousand dollars of debt equity. We're talking to you, man. 
Are you a non-accredited investor looking for opportunities to invest passively? How about a newer investor looking to get a bit of a track record and confidence from your skeptic spouse? And could you use the reinforcement of monthly checks paid like clockwork? The American Homeowner Preservation Fund, or AHP, is looking to bring new investors with them. I've been investing with them since 2016, and originally, I used it as a means to pay for my regular expenses. I started with $60,000 as my initial investment, and that paid for my car payment completely for me. AHP collaborates with existing homeowners to keep them in their homes by restructuring or selling the debts, unlike their competitors that just kick their homeowners out on the streets. It's a way to make great returns while feeling good about making a social impact. After investing myself in the fund, it was awesome when owner George Newberry saw the impact our simple passive cash flow monthly crew was making approach me to become a spokesperson of the company. Invest as little as $100 by going to ahptitle.com. And if you want the free Burn Zone book, please claim it at simplepassivecashflow.com slash AHP. And if you haven't done yet, join our private investor club for more insider access. Go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash club. I always like to talk about the uh, different scam of the month. Actually, I just became the quote-unquote supporting tech for my brokerage. I need to keep up with these, but I get a kick out of some of these because they really do feel close to home. Lane, you and I, we use Google Docs ourselves, right? So there's this current scam where a cyber criminals will use Google account and create a document in Google Docs and then they'll tag you in the comments. So then that will give you, that would prompt an email to be generated to you from Google. So then you're going to see, okay, I'm tagged in the comment. So then you'll go into the link, open up the document, look at the uh, link in the comment and unfortunately that that link is a phishing link that has malware or all that kind of good stuff they're getting smarter and it's getting very close to home it's almost like covid from the standpoint of when is it going to hit us because yeah they're just getting smarter and smarter you gotta out- outsmart these guys so don't fall for these tricks and whenever there's these links be suspicious if you're getting something from a google account that you're not familiar with and don't click on it what I always do is I, I call up the person and say, hey, I got an email from you. Is this legit? Or even text for that matter. I don't know about you, Lane, but I'm starting to get some shady texts from people. And some of it is marketers, right? Wholesalers for our properties or whatnot. But, um, I love those yeah. wholesalers that trick people to sell their house on pennies on the dollar. That's what, what? a wholesaler is. They try right. to find some person going through the 4Ds, debt, despair, divorce, or they're a dummy. And they... they buy their house for 50, 60 cents in the dollar when they can just sell it to you. They get a real broker, a legit broker to sell it for what it's really worth. Like you said to you, some, they're vulnerable or they're not thinking straight for some reason. So that's the challenge when you're dealing with those. And there's some legit guys out there though, I think hopefully that try to paint the picture nicely. I don't know. I don't buy that, man. I'm like, you're trying to solve people's problems. You're coming with solution base, whatever. Give them back the 50, 100 grand you made. That never happened. <laughs> whatever. I digress. <laughs> oh, I had one on here. And a lot of people will share their screens via Zoom. And then you don't realize, but in your URL box up at the top left-hand screen, because you're sharing your whole tab, you typically see the, the URL of your Google Doc. And somebody, if you don't protect it, people can just go in there and start screening around with their stuff. If you use Chrome, or I'm sure if you use Mozilla too, there's a, probably a plugin you can get or an add-on to mask that URL. Little pro tip for you. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that a lot. So 
what's in store for 2022? We just finished the new year. I've been getting a lot of questions from a lot of sellers and some buyers with this. We mentioned earlier the the change in monetary policy uh, from the feds because of this hyperinflation going and the implication on the 30-year loan. A lot of people are wondering, common question, should I sell now? And a lot of the investors are saying that to me, it's, it always comes down to your end game, right? If it's a question of should I sell now or should I sell in one or three years, then I, I think now is a great time. If, if you're thinking now versus 10 years, that's a little bit of a different story. And it, it all boils down to what's your end game. I've been finding myself running a lot of ROI analyses to, to show my clients, you know, what you're getting. And then the question is, okay, what can you get as an alternative, right? In an alternative investments to everyone they have different opportunities or are aware or have a different risk tolerance for different types of investment types. So then it's a matter of, okay, based on what you know and what you're willing to put your equity into besides real estate, then do you think you can get a higher return? And we had that slide previously where the 26% loss on Meta or the Facebook parent. And I don't know. It's interesting because everyone has a different idea of risk and some people don't want to be landlords and you want the call that the tenant said there's a broken toilet that needs to be fixed. And that's some people's idea of risk. It's, it's everybody's different, right? So I'm finding a lot of people asking me that question. And again, I think it depends on the situation, but for a few of the clients I've been talking to, I've been actually telling them that now is a great time to sell based in the current situation. What, what are they going to put their money in? What is, you know, it's all behind the eyes of the person. Like their best alternative right people so, can't, can't even figure out how to open a block by account so people can buy apartments so people can't do anything you know yeah so one one isn't sure they don't have they have a financial advisor they're not sure another one is going to look into alternative investment like syndications possibly and See, the other one is one of them is uh, have a few that aren't investors and they're actually going to move on, I guess, in life, I guess you could say. So various situations. Yeah. And then we have the buyers, right? The challenge with the buyers is it's so tough out there. It's still the same story as we said a year ago where you're putting in offers and you're battling against 25 other offers. And, and then even now with the impending interest rate hikes, uh, they're we call it last minute shopper syndrome or what I've heard in an article is mortgage rate FOMO, where you're so scared that the as the rates, rates go up, your buying power goes down. So people are wanting to get a place. And so that the point of that article that I was reading about that mortgage rate FOMO is that it could cause another spike up in, in median prices and just volume because people are trying to close before their rates go up in there buying power goes down and they can buy less houses and also getting buyers from a few first calls from a few frustrated buyers who like you said lean not on the sales side but more on the buy side where they're looking for a, an agent so that those are interesting it's an education process in those scenarios where it's like setting the expectations because of how tough of a seller's market it is right now so speaking of buyers i just wanted to remind people before uh, my segment is done that there are a few some new construction developments that are they're coming up that have a deadline coming up so just letting you know if you're interested reach out to me but one of them was ulana ward village applications are due february 13th and that one is reserved housing right so you see the 
the income limitations that are here um, in the chart below. So that's reserved housing. So there's also equity payback or equity share when you sell. So that it's, you're getting the benefit of buying a house more than you can afford, but can't have your cake and eat it too. So when it's time to sell, you're going to have to pay that equity back, yeah proportionately so it's fair yeah a certain percentage goes back to who the state the the agency it goes back to the funds that help subsidize or uh, run these reserved housing programs much percent or how does that work it's proportionate to the gain that what didn't belong to the owner i guess you could say so did they have a a calculation uh, and for for example you're actually not allowed to sell it within the period as that's stated and you can't rent it out either oh man this is like government yeah so you so the junk thing is you don't get the full benefit of leverage and appreciate i take that back because you're again the main thing is you're getting more house than you could have afforded anyway technically same to like young like 20 year old dean hey you can live in mom and dad's basement but we're going to take half of your or quarter of your paycheck away yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, to your point, yeah, you don't get the 100% value of home ownership. Oh, you do, I guess, because, but if you look at the, the whole purpose of this is, of these programs is to allow for affordable housing for people who otherwise couldn't afford it. Yeah, so that's the thing. And that's why, to me, you know, some people are in the range where they could qualify for it and get it, but they could also qualify for market priced home. So then in that analysis, when I'm talking to my buyers, hey, look at what happens when it's time to sell and look at all of these these rules that, that hold you back. And we talk about all those benefits of, of home ownership or real estate ownership. And th- this one kind of ties one arm behind your back, yeah. So that reminds me of like these options. It's like another newbie investor play, right? Where you put a tenant in there and they lease option you get the upside it's like the government's paying the lease option (laughs) but again i think (laughs) are we just getting old and just getting grumpy at this stuff i i I get it with why they're doing it right because these big developments are they're the homes that they're selling uh, at market price are are that exorbitant but it's just yeah nobody can afford it yeah 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 so this is supposed to help the the those I don't, I don't say middle income but I don't, I don't know it's supposed to be there like, is no middle class anymore. yeah the right? bifurcation is, is crazy there, man. like dude like Pearl City IAL Milani used to be middle class it's not middle class it's going more down every day and but. it's funny because people are saying like well I have to buy a house now for my kid because if not my kid's not going to be able to afford it by the time they're ready to buy so I hear that comment very often nowadays, and I I can't fight that argument because I don't know what to say, man. Because even like people in Milani are like, "What? Milani town has million dollar homes now? That was yeah. that's Milani Malco, but now it's like, yep, Milani town side too. Houses that are our our age or or more like my age. You're you're younger, ten years younger than me. So some other upcoming new construction lotteries is Kohina at Ho Pili, which is uh multi-unit townhouse style starting in 450 and then mamaka is single family homes uh, those two lotteries are coming up 
very soon. So let me know if you're interested. Also, there is this Kaikoi at Ho'opili, which are, again, reserved homes. There's actually four units, I believe, that are available for those. And again, you need to qualify. And the reason why I'm talking about new construction and I, I talked about last week, last month also, is because I'm actually getting a lot of inquiries. And I think the buyers who are, have been losing out in the past are, are getting tired and they're trying everything. And the other thing too is a lot of people love new construction, right? Who, who else wouldn't want to live in a, you know, brand new virgin home who no one else lived in yet? That's uh, hard to do. And another thing is that the, Jap- the people from Japan, the Japanese nationals, they like new construction. They love new construction too. So to make a generalization, yeah. That's why we talk about new construction a lot recently. And I've been posting some things about that because there seems to be a lot of interest and it helps Again, it's, it's part of it is the new construction helps alleviate the resale because if all the current inventory is just recycling, it's not going to help our, our ever-growing inventory issue. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just think, I think Hawaii is way more stable than New York or San Francisco in terms of the high-end stuff. Yeah, for sure. So like to your point too, Lane, like for to park, if you have that money, means to park somewhere and you don't want to lose your principal, then I see Hawaii as a great place to, to do something you don't need the cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. But the hard thing is you can't leverage the thing. You know, we're real estate investors. We don't always leverage. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, you, you can't get That's the full, hard. the cool, the bank full, you. yeah. You're always going to be limited from that standpoint. And then I told you, I was trying to, I've been trying to refinance my, a few, like three of my properties in the mainland and. I tried to do it all one time with one brokerage and I thought it would be smoother because they submit all the paperwork once they divvy it up, send it all to underwriting. We'd be done with it in a month and a half. Nope. Every single one is like separate and it seems, I don't know, feels like it's even more painful than if I did three separate, but I don't know. We're coming to the tail end. So yeah, that, that reef, that financing portion of single family home, buy and hold purchases uh, is starting to. I bear the brunt on me as I'm, I'm yeah it's in practice you're, you're doing what no, no, these just three separate fanny okay good yeah good. no not a commercial i didn't yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, People, again this is a refund those lenders they always think you want to put it all in one because it's a bigger paycheck for them because mm-hmm. they get all one with the same amount of work for their part but the problem is now you're stuck with those things are stuck together you can't yeah you can't just sell one of them if they sell the whole portfolio yeah Yep. Yep. That's my section. Oh, we got a Dr. Brad here has a question for you. Dr. Clowns. The funny thing is, unfortunately, real estate is local. I'm in Honolulu. I, I can, I, I don't even want to go there to, for Kauai. Like I, I helped someone sell Kauai land, but 12 months ago too, but I, I had referred it out. But my understanding is that's pretty similar on all the islands of Hawaii, as well as on the mainland in terms of, but again, real estate is local. So the, it, it, it's going to be different. So I don't know if Dr. Brad, if you send me that area that you're talking about, I can probably get you more information on the specific market, but overall, yeah, hard. I don't want to wing that one, but thank you for the question, Dr. Klontz. Yeah. I think Oahu is where you're, where you want to be in terms of like economic growth. The other, the, the thing about Honolulu is it's horrible for permitting. And we're a big city. It's hard to get anything done. So new development is possible here. But 
on the other islands. Like Maui is supposedly the best and Kauai. But the problem with those islands, they're just like, there's not really any industry other than tourism. And a lot of that money doesn't really go back into the economy. It goes out to the main subsidiaries. So, I don't know. But then again, Hawaii is just becoming a banana republic anyway. Anyway, oh, my book got released last week. We hit the bestseller. Congratulations. So the, the deal is, folks, if you buy a copy, and I think it's three bucks now for the Kindle, and you leave a review, and send the email to team at com, and we will send you a free hard copy. But you got to do it before the end of this month. That's the deal. Uh-huh. But all right, let's uh, let's get going through this. If you guys like investing on the mainland, syndication, taxes, stuff like that, check out my podcast, PassiveCashflow.com. We go into these slides a lot more in detail, but I'm just mainly here just kind of making sure Dean is aware of this stuff. That's really why I come here. Thank stuff you, for- Dean. I very much appreciate that. Just for you. So they were thinking at one time that there was going to be this eviction tsunami after the moratoriums on... Um, all the evictions went away. So what kind of happened, again, there, there's two sides of this, right? The mom and pond, the landlords who tend to deal with lower income tenants have been more accommodating or reluctant to lose tenants than expected. So they bent over and let the tenants walk all over them where, you know, the professional landlords, commercial property managers, the people know what they're doing. It's quite the opposite. But here's my image on evictions, stuff like that. Um, I have a situation where I have a property manager who's man- managing my property and the tenant stopped paying. So the property manager threatened eviction and this is during the moratorium. So all of a sudden, like something snapped out of that and they started paying back rent timely and, and then a little bit extra every time, you yeah? But what state is this is over here? <laughs> oh, this is on all. And so they're making up a little bit every time, but it'll take like forever yeah, to because they, they hadn't paid uh, for quite a few months, I think. So anyway, we're actually going to the inf- eviction process, but they're still paying above and beyond. It's got to be happy, right? <laughs> or I mean, that's the hard thing, right? Like I've had I, there's some people who these guys are, but they they drank the Kool-Aid and they're like, screw this. I'm going to unload this rental property that I was going to make 1% rent to value ratio with and go to the mainland, especially in value add projects. And then they told the renter that, hey man, I got to sell the house. And then they, they, the renter just went ape shit on it. And he tried it. Well, no, like physical altercation. So, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, and it was, and the funny thing was like the guys always like, yeah, we and my tenant are cool, but yeah, when people never know, never know when it hits the fan, right? Yeah, yeah, you never know who your true friends are until things get bad, <laughs> or if you're really cool with your tenant, supposedly, or you're charging <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for people who pay their rent on time or pay their mortgages, you probably aren't aware, but here are some of the ways people or getting, tapping their regular income, credit cards, savings, borrowing from friends, unemployment insurance, stimulus payments. This other one is uh, deferment. You can put go into deferment or SNAP. So there were a lot of like government programs that we had our property managers actually sit down with the tenants 
and apply for all this stuff. And one of the loopholes that I know a lot of people were doing, the more sophisticated mom um landlords, is yeah, there there was not no like you couldn't evict people unless but the rule was and I'm not gonna say this is in Hawaii. I don't know if this is in Hawaii, but it, my understanding, what they told me is that a tenant has to exhaust every single last option out there. That ain't going to happen. So if you yeah. really wanted to push an envelope, you could evict your tenants. Um, hmm. But who knows if that's what your property manager, that sounds like a lot of work for a property manager, 10% on the rents, right? Yeah. Like you said, that's good when there's those programs out there and property managers doing their job and directing them to where the, these relief funds are. So yeah. I've had cases where, what one case where I didn't get rent for a few months and all of a sudden I got this big lump sum because the property manager helped them apply for something. And oh, good, and good. Yeah, it, it was gorgeous, right? It's, it's huge lump sum of thousands of dollars. Wow, okay, this is great. And then other situation where, Another property manager is telling them, oh, you need to do this and this. And here's the sites that you go to. And then, you know, then you only, what is it? You only can uh, lead a horse to water kind of thing. So it's one of the, the bad, it, it didn't work out for that one. So it, it just depends. But having the property managers do that is half the battle. Yeah, but that's the hard thing with the property managers, right? They're usually not the best. Nobody really goes into property manager to make money, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many easier ways to make money and it's really a thankless role that a lot of times are overloaded and just quite frankly it's easier for them to just lie to you the owner and tell them tell you well you can't do anything hey it's not their money not kidding here's a joint center for housing studies harvard university predicts that may is going to be the the peak month for remodeling supplies and contractor demand now this is the mainland this is kind of what they're predicting Inflation concerns, we've talked about this many times, as Mr. Andrew says, inverted yield curve, which is the 10-year treasury higher than the two-year treasury predicts a recession in near certainty. That was like, I want to say two years ago. Yeah, I remember we talked about that and you showed the graph about that a while ago. I remember that one. And the folks that I follow, like Richard Duncan, like he's kind of, yeah, that may be what happened in the past, but... We're in a different world right now where they just print endless amounts of money. So it really doesn't matter. We're in a different multiverse. Government intervention in order to prevent the recession, right? Yeah. But I actually think they're doing what they should. There's great role. And not saying that these Omicrons or these things are like made up or anything like that. But these, these echo pandemic scares that kind of bring us back is very healthy recovery and yep. as opposed to just shooting and then yep. now what's going to happen this year is interest rates are going to creep up in increments you're talking about a great engineered recovery here the way it should be <laughs> that's true too because they the feds need to have the interest rates at a healthy point so that they can do what they did the last time right they were, yeah right? They, they need to raise it to get the yeah. dry powder yes Yes. So every time they raise the rates, it's actually a kind of a good thing because now your government has options or right. a magic trick up their sleeves to yeah. stimulate the economy when things right. fall backwards. And then right. you don't have to result into printing all that money, right? Yeah, yeah. But good. you don't want to get into a situation when your rate, your interest rates are way low 
and your economy bottoms out and your SOL, you have no options to right. get things going. And then there's printing money for our kids and our grandkids to be in all this big debt. You're making it worse for our heirs or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, you and I are kind of in the middle, right? They're like, what do they call Not millennials. Millennials are old nowadays, but like the Gen Zs and the baby boomers, they're like, they go at it, man, I think. They're like, yeah, we could have, and you and I are in the middle. So I'm just like echoing what I hear. So people don't get upset <laughs> with me, but they're like, yeah, grandpa, you walked every day to school and you went to work and you paid off your house, but your cost wasn't cost nearly as much as me. And you don't leave school. You left school with a decent job. I go to four years, five years of college and maybe I'm going to make 50 grand a year and I'm at like a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars of debt. Great. Yeah. Right. It's a, yeah, to your point, it's a different world. Yeah. 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 Oh. We're just, you and I are just in the middle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Andrew has another comment too. What's this comment? Oh, not a comment, but he's one. Oh, they're telling us about the interest on all of this US government debt that we have to yeah. give us more stress. <laughs> more stress. But all right. So, Maybe a positive year that you all re- re- released their top 25 growth cities. So this is where like kind of the budget minded folks are moving towards Florida and Texas dominated the top 25. There's been no always in that for years. Phoenix is another great market, yeah. geographic location, semiconductor engineering plants, Paradise Valley, all the redevelopment, transit roles, upgrades. Howard Hughes is building. Howard Hughes is like a big developer. They built these master plan communities. It's Kakaku. And uh, they're no dummies. So they're kind of a better person to watch where they build, where they put down their money. But here's what we were talking about earlier about that, that low income place. Hawaii is very progressive. I've never seen anything like that. But normally what they do is they have this LHTC, low income housing tax credit program, where a builder can buy or build a, a project and they get some incentives that way. But yeah, like the, the Hawaii is very interesting. Apartment occupancy at a historical high. It's a bull market, folks. People are like buying into bull markets. This is the time to do it. People are like, no, I don't want to do that. Mortgage rates start with a 2022 increase. You talked about this and here we are. We don't have any other questions. Any uh, last comments there, Dean? Any big things coming up other than the sake in the summertime? Because of this Chinese New Year thing, I just finished a whole bunch of Chinese lion dance performances for my son's team with this flexibility that I had, we had to do at schools and businesses. So we do it during the day, during the weekday. So I threw out my back. So I'm just trying to recover now and get back into the swing of things. And also being tennis dad and my son has a few tennis things going on. There's a tournament this weekend. So all that kind of fun stuff for me. On the business side, talking to sellers, so hopefully have a bunch of um, listings coming up shortly. Right. I'm just staying at home with a young kid. I can't leave the house. Business-wise, more deals. And yeah, big big deals, big things. Hey, that about the it. retreat was really great, I must say. Yeah, we got to get you to like do the lion dance for us so we can like not do the luau again. Oh, I, I we think can, we... but the, it's it's a short performance. It's not very long. So we're we're going to have to make it a little longer. So you, you better train up for that. Whatever you normally charge, I'll pay double. And you have to really entertain us for 30 minutes. So that's a long one, man. But no, it was amazing. It was a great retreat. And 
amazing that no one got the C word that we know. That's an amazing bullet that I cannot fathom. It's either it doesn't exist or when you are drinking and having a good time, you are immune. Or maybe because most people are from Hawaii or from the mainland anyway, they had to test to get into the States. They never had to begin with. It's kind of a bubble too. I, I think... We dodged some amazing bullet. I don't know how. I'm in awe, honestly. Yeah, simple passive cash flow prevents COVID. All right, folks. We'll see you guys next month. Bye. See ya. Bye. Free real estate investing group. Check out reialoha.com. Just two local guys with so much to say. So listen to the real estate brothers today. Hey, just some legal stuff here. Although these two brothers are pretty knowledgeable and have over 2,100 rental units and own over $160 million worth of real estate, that preceding are only ideas and not to be taken as legal, tax, or financial advice, okay? You should always seek the professional advice of other professionals on your team and think for yourself and do your own due diligence, okay? Aloha.